Ah, oh, finally, Baron, you've made it. Hang on, JB, just a sec. I've got to unlock the door, sorry. There you go, it's open now. Morning, Skipper. Hello, JB. What are you... Why did you just kiss me? What are you doing? It's what, it's what we do in the home counties. Couldn't you have just given me a handshake? No, 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 or, that's or what we do. That's what we do. It's just weird. Yeah, it's what we do. It's what we do. It's just a handshake or a hug. That was just weird. Well... Hopefully no one's heard that because it, that could cause all sorts of problems out in the middle. But um, anyway, next time, handshake or a hug, please. Or a butt. Well, hello once again. The doors are open for another Ashes Clinic with myself and Johnny Barron. We're at a service station again. It's absolute quality. The facilities kindly provided by the service station ground staff. Absolutely brilliant. Johnny Barron, where are we this time? Well, Churchy, because we because it was outstanding and if and if ain't if it ain't broke don't fix it we're back at cobham we are back at cobham and and again we've just been for a little wander around there's a lakeside patio there's a, a sort of garden area there's an actual specific area for walking your dogs we've got a pest controller in a van away to our left huge numbers of coach parties uh, you've just been for a coffee haven't you and and you when they asked for your name you well i thought it would be quite funny you you said your name was stark why did you do that well i i did it but we thought you might why did we say stark well similar delivery isn't it nice and quick and it was wasn't it, it? Was. for your hot yeah, chocolate really so that that worked good. out well Very so as good. you can tell johnny baron and i we've had uh, well the hour of our lives so far yeah, uh, it's just been absolutely wonderful but we are obviously here to open the clinic doors johnny baron last time we met Reading services last week, three days of the first test gone. I was really in optimistic mood, wasn't I? I was talking about a draw or an England win. It all sort of went slightly downhill from that point in so many ways, didn't it? Well, if you look at the, at the cold, hard facts, historians in sort of 200 years' time will look at that test, they look at the result, and it says a 10-wicket win to Australia, weren't they? Historians? <laughs> was, it, was it that big a game, was it? <laughs> what, I mean, what I mean is statisticians... Forget, forget, forget Brexit. <laughs> the, the, the historians will be looking back they at will. The, the opening test. Cricket, cricket fans in the future will look back and, and look. You know, the first thing they'll look at is the result. Australia win by 10 wickets. It didn't paint the full picture by any stretch of imagination, but that was the result. Well, an obvious thing to say is the major difference... There are two major differences... Steve Smith hundred, mm. and also their bowlers blew the tail away. That that yeah. that is something that England are going to have to sort out, isn't it? But actually, other than that, you whether they can sort out getting the tail blown away, I'm not sure they can. But they can definitely sort out somebody somewhere getting a hundred. Yeah, I mean, they, you know, there there were starts. So in the first innings, there were some very encouraging signs, weren't they? James Vince getting to eighty three on his first game back into the side. Stoneman with runs as well, uh, and also Milan as well. So I mean, all mm -hmm. the all the kind of the, the 
three guys contributed north of 200 runs between them in the first innings. But the problem for England fundamentally is they had a great opportunity to get serious runs on the board, 400 plus, which would have possibly put the game potentially out of sight of Australia. But they they failed in that regard. Which is why I've come up with an extraordinary move for the Adelaide Test, Baron. I'll tell you my 11 a bit later. But uh, I've played the gamble card. I think you'll like it. I think you'll like it. So the big thing, of course, is number one, thankfully, we've got another test match to watch through the night and listen to under the duvet test match. I've I've noticed that sort of Norcross, Henry Moran, Charlotte Edwards, I saw as well. They've been doing a bit of sightseeing in Adelaide already. Uh, I've. Did you know there's a Queen Victoria monument? Oh, very good. There's one of those in Brighton as well, I think. Are there more churches in Adelaide than any other city in the world? Is that true? City of churches, I think, isn't it, Adelaide? Yeah, and I've never been there. Uh, But, of course, a historic test, this. It's the first ever day-night Ashes test match with a pink ball. Yeah. Now, obviously, us two being experts, we were at Headingley this year for the Surrey <laughs> Yorkshire game which was absolutely miserable apart from Kubasagakara batting like he does but it wasn't really a great test was it seeing it rain was fairly miserable and we weren't out there very very long yeah it, I mean it'd be interesting how it turns out in Adelaide I mean what I would say is that I think weather conditions are set to be a little bit more English aren't they quite a fresh south east leaves is it really is that where it comes from (laughs) (laughs) I might be might be guessing a little but you know 18 19 degrees something like that it Mm. might it might and I think under lights Mm. might zip about yeah the other thing of course is uh, it means that we don't have to get up quite as early I think I think I'm right in saying it's about three o'clock ish in yeah, the morning. Well, the, the the worst thing about that is 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 if you gamble on hanging on mm, mm, mm. and waiting for the first ball to test, mm, mm. then ah, that's hard going. But it's, I think getting up a little earlier might be the way forward. And it will move into breakfast here, won't it? You'll be able yeah, to yeah, go, yeah. Well, I mean, you'll this. you'll have cricket at sort of ten ten a.m. So you know during the school run, well across the weekend, lovely. At the start of the championship season in September, starting at 10 o'clock. Just getting back to that, it it does in September. Is it 10.30 or 10? Oh, by the way, by the way, even more importantly than this, something that's really absorbed me, the rugby league. Well, what a game. Amazing. The Tonga game, game, Baron. The Tonga game. What a comeback that was, eh? What a minute. I have to say, um, Tonga could probably count themselves a little unlucky. (laughs) A touch. (laughs) That video. No video ref at the final whistle. A little yeah. unlucky. That's little like unlucky. that's like when you get a hundred, yeah. but you've been dropped thirty-seven times on the way to the hundred. Yeah, yeah no, ingr- incredible theatre. Incredible theatre. And, and uh, good luck to England, of course, on Saturday morning. You're the expert. Playing chance, Australia. If everybody plays at the top <laughs> of their game, I think England have a chance. Yeah. But they will all have to play at the absolute top of their game. A bit like the cricket team as yeah. well at the moment, yeah. I think. So just getting back to Adelaide, we first question that came in. Thank you for all your correspondence yeah. again. It's be, it's absolutely brilliant, and we're just beginning. This is beginning to take off the Ashes Clinic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure we've broken the internet yet. Not, not just yet, but <laughs> there's always time, Baron. So um, we got a very nice tweeted. I think it's someone that you represent yeah. at Tenors. 
Unlimited. Oh, quality outfit. Yeah, tenors yeah. Unlimited. Yeah. Fa- fabulous. Singers, are they? They are. Lovely. Four tenors. Lovely. Very, Lovely. very talented. 40 quid's worth of singers. You're a bit more than that. A bit more than that. But they're wonderful. They're, they're terrific artists. And uh, yeah, I'll be working with them this summer. You know, I'm, I'm actually genuinely everybody. If you know, I am a huge fan of that type of singing you love well, all that. Yeah, yeah, all that yeah but a few show tunes yeah, all, all of stuff. all of that anyway they're brilliant anyway they've asked the question what do we reckon pitch wise at adelaide what's going to happen pitch wise at adelaide because everything i've read and heard is that this is england's best mm. chance this is <clears throat> adelaide day night pink ball this is england's best chance because Everybody's saying the pink ball swings. Well, <clears throat> two things. One, we noticed that the pink ball in English conditions, certainly what we witnessed, didn't really swing a great deal, did it? <laughs> Apart from off the blade of Sankakara's bat, <laughs> as far as I could tell. But out in Australia, where you've got the kookaburra, which doesn't move off the straight at all. People say it goes for 15 overs. I think the pink ball might do a little bit than the, the red offering. Well, the only thing I would say is... If it's the weather that they're expecting, and we had it at Headingley, goes soft quickly, because yeah. of all the yeah. all the rain. Yeah. Uh, but it goes soft quickly anyway. A, a pink ball. Uh, just on the pitch front, I've been doing a little bit of reading up on this, Baron. So I dipped into the Adelaide Advertiser. Yeah. This is a quote. Quality, quality publication. Absolutely. Yeah. This is a not. It won't be long before Norcross is in that. I would yeah. have thought by the end of this test match, uh, giving his his views on on, on, on cricket and Adelaide. He's on the hunt for a little bit. He's everywhere yeah, at the moment, absolutely. isn't he? He's like a yes. Anyway, so the Adelaide Advertiser. This is a quote from the Adelaide. While England curators, now curators is an Australian word for groundsmen, head groundsmen. So, while England curators blatantly, the, bl- the word blatantly, tailor pitches for Jimmy Anderson and England's swing merchants, Adelaide curator Damien Hoff remains his own master with his credibility intact. It's quite, it's quite a big big paragraph that isn't it mm. now on that front why don't you just you know i've always thought if you're at home you tailor your pictures anyway there's nothing wrong with that at all um swing merchants i like that i like the, the thought of the england boys being swing merchants but it's quite a big statement there isn't it remains his own master with his credibility intact well it is it is a big statement but it'd be it'd be fascinating to see wasn't there talk of Pace, bounce, and spin right, as well. Here, here we are. So let's go back into the yeah. Adelaide Advertiser. Now, Mr. Hoff is the best curator in he, um, Australia, almost the world, I think, relation? according to the Adelaide Advertiser. Is he Not, related to the Hoff? Uh, ah, no. His brother's first name, Hassel. David. Yeah. So um, <laughs> nice. he, he describes as a pitch. Do you remember when the Hoff turned up? <laughs> In England, one in ten eleven. Yeah, he was there, he was wasn't there, he? Yeah. Well, well, which test was he at? Melbourne. Uh, I think so. Yeah. yeah, he's in Panto at the moment, though. Yeah. I think, isn't he? So, um, yeah, Mr. Hoff says it, it, the pitch is like baking a pie and knowing when to add the ingredients, which I suppose is sort of makes sense. And um, the pitch. Well, here we go. Whatever happens with the weather, it, it's six millimetres he's cutting it to. And that means that it will protect the pink ball and the pitch will offer pace, bounce and spin. 
so that's everything isn't it really we've got the whole base the whole gamut so to me it sounds like it could be a a good cricket wicket baron yeah i think it, it could be i think the thing with adelaide and the conditions the day night aspect the pink ball is that although england have to play out their skin mm. i think they have to win the toss and the they need a bit of luck. The conditions mm. need they need to be they need to be bowling at twilight and, and batting in the hot sunshine. It I mean it, it, it you, you do feel it does give them the, the best chance of winning on this tour early, without a shadow of a doubt. But also it plays into the hands of Australia because we've been out bowled in every single department apart mm. from Broad and Anderson, who have been unbelievable. Immense. But it's a two man attack and a two man attack is not gonna win you the ashes. We'll get on to my eleven in a minute, Baron. Um <laughs> Just hit reverse quickly there. <laughs> Just to you saying, so yes, I keep reading that it's going to suit the England bowlers. Oh but if we get a pitch that, and I'll, I'll repeat, yeah. Baron, protects the pink ball mm. and then offers pace, bounce and spin, then Hazelwood, Stark, Cummings, pace and bounce, they won't mind that, yeah. will they? And, and, and then Lyon, with a bit of tweak, it could play into Australia's hands this as well. <coughs> well, the danger is it becomes behind the sofa stuff doesn't it mm, mm, this mm. this is the danger i mean i think from an england perspective the, the, the you know the, the the day night aspect gives them every opportunity without a shadow of a doubt but the danger is if this pitch is any quicker i mean it would you know we're looking the last test was uh, the brisbane was played on uncharacteristic uncharacteristically for the for the venue a slow mm. fairly turgid surface but it was lightning when Australia had the ball, but not so lightning when we had it. Yeah, so... If this is quicker, I mean, it could be hard work. Well, uh, shall I give you some good good things, good omens? 2006, Paul Collingwood, double hundred. Yeah. KP, double hundred, 2011. Well, that was... that. I mean, 2011 was the most wonderful test match. The start with Jimmy Anderson taking wickets and then of course the Jonathan Trot run out mm, do you remember mm, that mm. what were Australia they were one for three weren't yeah. they or something along those yeah. lines that, yeah. that was that was one of the great test matches one of the one of the one of the best ever performances I would say by an England team away from home that I've witnessed in my in my lifetime well, alongside a couple in India amazing. well even even though England lost that first test match I'm still loving this series it's become a little bit of a circus it was always going to become so, I mean, which which circus aspects we go to now? Well, we we sort of we, 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 Johnny? We, we, we alluded to it at the start <laughs> yeah. when you gave me a kiss, yeah. but um, yeah, the, the I think it's it's sort of to his butt gate, hasn't it? Yeah, go go on, Baron. Well, firstly, okay, a headbutt is not the the clashing of two foreheads. A headbutt is a forceful offering destined to break somebody's nose mm. you don't headbutt somebody in the forehead mm. you headbutt somebody on the nose it's a, it's a malicious you know. gas yeah. because I was born I was brought up on the streets church I know these <laughs> the things the mean, I know the these mean streets of Berkshire what happened, of Chelsea what, the mean of, of Chelsea Suffolk Yorkshire yeah. and now the home county yeah. uh, but what happened here was what in American college terms, would be how you know if you were to look at jocks in 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 var, playing varsity sport in America, they'd all be at that, wouldn't yeah. they? And it's how they greet, and it, it was just probably misguided and an error by Bearstow, and brilliantly manipulated, 
brilliantly manipulated by Australia to their demands, and it's just it's it's just turned the whole thing not only into a circus, but England are closing ranks. There's curfews imposed. Mm. Andrew Strauss is fuming, Bayliss is, and to be honest, it's not even a storm in a teacup. It should never have been a story, but Australia have been brilliant the way, because they never complained about it. All they did was just release a few bits of detail over the stomach mic. Yeah, I don't think England are best pleased with that either. Can I recommend everybody a bit of reading George DeBell's article about this? Absolutely brilliant from George. It normally is, but I I think he's absolutely got it spot on. But it's happened, and the Aussies have used it to their best capabilities the Bancroft presser was one of the the great pressers of all time Uh, I I really enjoyed the can you rate on a scale of 1 to 10 (laughs) (laughs) absolutely amazing but yes it was that that bit of it was all a bit of a circus but then Baron I'm sitting watching I'm a Celebrity with Mrs Church I still don't really understand what's going on in that Um, I saw Stanley Johnson sort of going round with insects on him trying to throw a ball in a bucket the other night I didn't know what was happening but, but then all of a sudden my phone went mad now I, I mentioned that I went on a family holiday to Portugal once age 12 and took all my cricket kit with me just in the vain hope that they might have some practice facilities you know what I'm alluding to photo of Mr Stokes golf clubs cricket bag everything through Heathrow all of a sudden, Stokes is going out to the ashes. Obviously, he wasn't. He was going out to New Zealand, where his family's from. Uh, and it sounds now like he's signed for Canterbury and he'll be playing a bit of cricket in Canterbury. But again, it just sort of added to the whole... After that first... It sort of, in a way, the 10-wicket loss hasn't sort of been forgotten about, but there's been so much that has happened <coughs> since it, hasn't there? Well, there has. And, and I think it's a really good move by Ben Stokes, actually, to get to get out of the country, to be playing some cricket. He's got a, a no-objection certificate from the ECB, so they're clearly happy to be him to be out there. Um, the development on the, from a legal side, side of things is that CPS are now in possession of the case, and it'll be up to them to decide whether he's got a case to answer. Um, the thing is, the reality is that that's likely to take a matter of weeks, potentially months still, and therefore... He's unlikely to play any part in the series. Interestingly enough, though, a number of people in the newspaper and the written media have been speculating that had he actually been charged, then he would still have a potential to play in the Ashes series because you're still innocent until uh, proved guilty and there's plenty of sporting precedents for people um, uh, playing sport under contract while awaiting trial. Mm. Right, shall we? Well, we'll see on that front. I think that's all we can do, really, but... um... As I say, uh, sadly, there weren't any practice facilities on our, on our holiday to oh. Portugal, so I just ended up just sort of putting my kit on and standing on my own uh, in, in the sun, pretending to be playing cricket. So, this is my thought for Adelaide, Baron. <clears throat> I'm playing an extra batter. Here we go. Well, I know, uh, 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 I know uh, you're playing uh, you, well. know, you know what I'm doing yeah. here. Did he, has he got any runs in the... Uh, he, he played, for the, the Lions, he played for the Lions, 60 odd. So what I would yeah. do, here we are, everybody. Yeah. This is my man. You can all laugh at me. Nothing against Jake Ball. I would drop Ball. Yeah. And in his <laughs> place, here we go. Ben folks, who gets the gloves. I'd take the gloves off Bearstow. So here we go, here we go, here we go. This is my team for Adelaide, Baron. Because as you you just said, if it's going to swing round, 
corners. He's only four seamers. Well, Jimmy, Jimmy, and <clears throat> Stuart. Yeah. They'll do most of the work anyway. Right. So. Woke, well, well, Wokes can. I mean. The well, this is. Do you want to hear my tip? Instead yeah. of interrupting me, Sorry. do you want to hear my? This wouldn't it's happen. A bit like the if song, you. Isn't well, it? this is just like when poor old Gareth Batty comes across you for tosses of the coin and things, <laughs> and you tell you don't allow him to tell you what the team is. <laughs> Here is my team, Baron. Stoman, Cook, Vince, Root, Milan, Bearstow, Ali, Folks, Wokes, Anderson, Broad. Three seamers, spinner, Folks gets the gloves, he plays as my extra batter at eight, because my whole point on this is, if you haven't got enough runs on the board, it doesn't really matter who's bowling for you, yeah. does it? So I just think then, you can bump Bearstow up the order, Mowing can come in one drop down, and then you've got Folks at eight, Suddenly, that just looks a bit more solid to me. Baron, your thoughts? <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's it's interesting. The first thing I would do with Bearstow on that base, I get him even further up the order. Okay, well, I, I've he, said he, I said he, I wanted him at be, three think, at one point. I mean, ideally, if even if England were to, to continue with the lineup they have, I would have Bearstow at five. The, the, you need your best players up at the top of the order because at the moment he's stranded with the mm-mm, tail. Mm-mm. I, and also, the left-handers are, in the middle order are getting slightly blown away by um, Mr. Lyon. Mm. The other thing with Bearstow is mm. he is a brilliant fielder. And yep. England's catching still worries me at times. So it, this has been sort of discussed. In, folks, for me, proper keeper can bat. Bearstow, just concentrate on your batting, lad. With everything else that's been gone on around you, I know he's he's a very, very good player. But just concentrate. Your job now is wherever we bat you, you're out there. You've got time. You're not going to be batting with the tail. Get out there, and get your runs, and and then it just for me with the bowling as well. Just play three of them. Mm. If it's gonna, if we're gonna have this whole thing about the pick, let's hope to God it does swing. But um three of them and if it's going to turn you've got Mo in there and it looks like Jerry the other one I mentioned is Milan's leggies I thought they might come yeah, into play at some yeah. point but I just I just quite like that 11 Baron yeah I think it's good T- two concerns mm. going into this game one is Mo and Ali mm-hmm. one with his finger issue yes. and the other is he fully recovered from that rib injury yes. rib injuries are nasty with, with, with bowlers you can't get all the way through your action and they're very very hampering and that that is my only concern. Well, those are those are my concerns going into this game. I if I wouldn't necessarily take the gloves off Bersto, but I would play folks mm. one million percent in front of Gary Balance. Mm. Gary Balance has had his opportunities. I you know I think he's very lucky to be on the tour, but folks is a much better technical operator, mm. and and I think would do well in those circumstances. It's very difficult sometimes. You're selected as a second keeper to nudge yourself into that top six is a very very tough call and therefore his only route in as you possibly say is taking the gloves off Bairstow but the contrary to that is then does Bairstow lose confidence and that affects his batting this is the danger I I wouldn't want to be a selector (coughs) at the moment would you there's so much to think about including where you know where where are we going to have dinner yeah, it's those there sorts is of things that, that you know how's really... Wood got on because I if he were, if he got through this Lions game I'd be tempted to press the gamble button and yeah, a number of people have mentioned him for, for Perth haven't they I think that's yeah, what I keep uh, he, hearing he, if, if he can play at Perth at least we've got the potential to fight fire with fire because I mean oh, he, I love it Barry well, we didn't see we didn't see it last, when Wood played last summer he was a shadow of his former self but when he's on song he's quick yeah, proper, yeah. proper, proper quick. We haven't seen that for a while. He's had terrible heel and ankle injuries, hasn't he, over the time? But he's a good, good bowler. Now, you know, Baron, that 
I wanted to get an expert in here. I've yes. got you, obviously. Yeah. But the real experts are all out in, in Australia. Yeah. So I, I sort of alluded to it last night, but I'll let you introduce this. I have sat down with one of the great sort of cricketing brains uh, to get their thoughts on what England have to do in Adelaide, haven't I? Well, they always say, don't they, children speak the truth, and who better than your, uh, well, your daughter to give us an insight? Isabel, how do England beat Australia? Well, of course, they need to use this strategy. So they need to hit the ball really hard, and obviously they need to get more runs. And when England are hitting the ball, they, they need to make sure that the Australian people don't catch it. And when Australia are batting, they need to make sure um, the England people jump really high to catch it. And they're talking about in Adelaide, because it's a pink ball and a day-night test match, that the ball might swing around a lot. So would you be making any changes to the England team, Isabel? Well, obviously, Mark Sturman to be on the whole time. And people who are mostly on the wings, the managers should give them a chance to be on the pitch most of the time. Well, at least one, one of the churches has wise words there <laughs> about what England needs to do. Now, on to your correspondence, everybody. Welcome back to Cobham Services. Uh, another coach party has just pulled in. Uh, there's a lady who's leaving with a lot of chicken, we've just seen. There's a four by four. There's a seagull. Ah, that's nice, isn't it? I looked to my left and there was a pest controller there in a van. Now I look to my left and there's a seagull. So it's a good job the pest controller's not still here. Otherwise, we could have an incident on our hands. Johnny Barron is still here. So, um, shall we get on to a bit of correspondence, oh, yes. Your Lordship? Excellent. So, uh, well, first of all, let's go to at the third umpire, who has come up with a wonderful idea. That, Duncan Steer. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to try and uh, get us a meeting with the Director General of the BBC to see if we can get this off the ground. Because, and I'm just... What, to get the, proper the, the re- work in the winter? The reason I'm mentioning this is I'm quite interested to see what people think a BBC sort of gold channel along those lines that plays full reruns of 70s and 80s Sunday league games or, or, and then I started thinking Baron you could you could replay the entire five days of all the Ashes tests of 1985 you could go back to 90 I I and there was a there was a channel who did this ESPN classics they used to do exactly not necessarily with the with the John Player League. Other sponsors are available. Uh, the JPM <laughs> JPL <anymore>. Sundays. <laughs> no, no, they're not. They're not. You can rattle on about that. Uh, but the ESPN Classics used to play. Enti- they would play entire session by session. It was amazing. Well, let us know your thoughts on that amazing. because obviously what but JPL. That- I mean, there were some great games. Well, what the BBC used to do, didn't they? They would come in at the beginning of what was Sunday Grandstand. You would get the first opening at 11 overs and they go off to the wrestling or some, oh. or some athletic meeting wouldn't yeah. they or dominoes mm-hmm. and they come back for the climax of the first innings mm-hmm. and then cover a fair portion it was a brilliant 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 experience one of the best broadcasting experiences and I mean oh magnificent I would love to see those games back you know what I'd that- love that that competition in those days the, you know the what was it the 15 yard run up and didn't was it Richard Ellison who used to who used to run in a circle, didn't he? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he, he told us about that, didn't he? The top of his bar, <laughs> going so around, he, go around, his, around oh, the top. But you know what that would need if we can get this off the ground? Go on. It needs a couple of presenters yeah, to get us into yeah, it, yeah, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, really, it needs. Uh, or at least so, a 
even a light voicing up. Anything. Yes, yeah, anything like that. But I think that the third umpire... Is this going to lead to work, do you think, this podcast? Is it work or, or the job oh, centre, Baron, yeah, I think? Well, right, so at Jimmy Woolbridge, thank you at the third umpire, that was excellent. Uh, at Jimmy Woolbridge is off to Mauritius in January. Nice. Should he, and we hinted at it in the first part of this podcast, take his cricket year with him, just in case there are practice facilities or a cricketing team in Mauritius that might need him. Your thoughts, Baron? I've got a bit of previous here. Now, Mauritius, I think, it was part, it was part of, the, of the empire for a very brief period of time. Well, no, actually, hang on. it's very French-influenced, uh, Mauritius, and yet we were there as a colonial, colonial power for a great deal longer. Yet there's very little English legacy whatsoever, whereas they eat snails and frog legs left, right and centre. So I think he might struggle. I'm so sorry about that answer, Jimmy. I thought it—I didn't think it would sort of go historical with Baron and sort of heritage and things like that. I, I would say take your kit with you, mate. Yeah. Because yeah. even if there isn't any cricket, you can have a play on the Can beach. I say where definitely? Jimmy, if for whatever reason you end up going to the Maldives, mm-hmm. definitely take your cricket kit because a lot of the guest workers are all from Sri Lanka and they are absolutely cricket mad out there. Excellent tip there. Sonia at Gypsy Creams Sonia's come up with a brilliant idea as well which we'll get to later but um, so Ben Stokes might get to play in New Zealand you haven't been picked for the Ashes either us Baron so where would you like to go and play cricket oh gosh it's anywhere in the world Uh, well iconic grounds I know somewhere you've played at Newlands haven't you in Mm -hmm. South Africa Mm -hmm. I wouldn't mind playing there I'd love to play there. I'd love to play... Where would I like... I'd like go Hong Kong Cricket Club. That looks fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I'd like to play in the sixes there. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I'd like to play at Lord's. Right. right. That, that opportunity, I mean, I've been very privileged to be able to play at the Oval a number of times <laughs> over the years. I've played at Wormsley, which is an amazing mm, all spot. Right, all right, all right. Um, but look, yeah, if I'm honest, if I'm honest, the home of cricket, to walk out and play at the home of cricket would be, uh, would be where I'd like to play. Personally? A beach in Barbados that would do me absolutely perfect for me that would be rum involved perhaps? possibly after a couple of shots yes yeah. so um, by shots I mean cover drive <laughs> so um, at Mark W says how can I explain to my non-cricket loving partner and family members that staying up all night to watch the ashes is in fact a very good idea and totally worth walking around like a zombie all week we've had this before haven't we Baron your thoughts well it's very tough and I think we can go back because because we've got recent experience of this I found Sunday and Monday pretty tough on the bat off the back of England's performances and it did affect the mood throughout the day I told myself before this test not to get emotionally involved because of the crushing disappointment likely mm-hmm. but because we had to do this podcast I did have to <laughs> I did have to take a vague interest in the damn thing um, it is very di- when England are on a high it doesn't mm-hmm. matter and um, but very difficult very difficult at Damo Angry I don't know whether I'm walking into something here. It says, have we, either of us, ever been to the Angry Horse in Adelaide? I've never been to Adelaide. I've, I've, been, I've been lucky. I've been to Melbourne. I've been to Brisbane. Mm. I've been to Sydney. I've been up, that, yeah. up the coast. I've been up to Ely Beach. I've been up to Fraser Island, but never to Adelaide. Damo Angry, I've been to the Happy Pony in Suffolk. It's nice. A lovely, Where's that? Lovely. I've just made oh, it up. Oh, in Auburn. I've just made it up. But um, yeah, I'm sure it would be lovely, the Happy Pony. No doubt about that whatsoever. Bernard O'Mara, good afternoon. Good morning. Good evening, Bernard. 
What changes would you like to see Johnny Barron to the England bowling lineup? Well, I did. I mean, if Mark Mark Wood was fit, I would play him. I'm afraid Jake Ball probably misses out, and it's very tough on Jake Ball because he's he's bowling third or fourth change with a effectively what is an orange by the time it gets to him. Um, I would I'd still be interested. I would still consider playing Overton with his batting ability at the back end, but he hasn't made a bean on this tour, has he? Even though he's got a first-class 100 to his name. Um, difficult, difficult. I, w- I would also think about adding Leach to the squad if Mo and Ali wasn't, um, isn't mm, fit enough mm, to bowl. Mm, mm, mm. I would play, I would play, Leach is out there with the Lions, mm. I'm assuming. Yes, I would play him in front of Mason Crane, who I think could probably end up as a passenger on this tour. I hope that answered your question, Bernard. Sorry, Pigeon. Hello to you as always at Surrey Pigeon. This is great. I like this. Um, what would you say when giving the England cricket team a stern talking to before the Adelaide Test match, Johnny Barry? Um, to be honest, can I can I answer this? One? Yes. Right. So I would fall back on my middle class tendencies. Yeah. And I would, gentlemen, rigid. Gen- gen- gentlemen. Yeah. Rise above it all. You're all good cricketers. You yeah. wouldn't you wouldn't be here if you weren't. You've got nothing to prove to anybody, lads. We all know you can do it. If any of the Australians come and have a word with you, just tell them to bore off. Yeah. Just bore off. Come up with something original. Tell me a joke. Or break into a show tune. For some of my favourite show tunes. And if, if they really come hard at you, ask them if they've ever been to Butlins and, and seen... Bog some Mine. some, some Mine bog mine head. Seen some of the greats on stage there. I'm thinking, you know, Cannon and Ball, those sorts of people. They wouldn't, they wouldn't know what had hit them, Baron. So uh, my my, I, it wouldn't be a stern talking to either. It wouldn't be stern for me. It would be gentlemen. You are all good cricketers. If anybody says anything to you, just tell them to bore off. It's boring. <clears throat> bore off. If honest with this Bairstow incident, I would pay lip service to it as they have done in front of the cameras but I really wouldn't go near it as far as team meetings because it's completely irrelevant it's very unlucky did I mention it did I, I didn't mention anything there with no. my team talk did no, I I alluded to, uh, but my <clears throat> yeah. was just bore off bore off yeah. but you go and concentrate on what you're doing we'll concentrate on what we're doing and then we can all sit down at the end of it and have a nice cup of tea can I tell you one thing that's absolutely critical here if you get in in Australia and you give it away you're almost as culpable as if you get naught in my humble opinion and the guys that got you know 80, 50, 80 whatever in the first innings even though they're they're newbies and it's an incredible performance but one of them needed to go on and score big runs otherwise you are going to get buried in Australia they will do Baron they will do after that team talk from me they will do but Sonia's idea as well was that um, <laughs> they should send mums and dads oh, yeah, out yeah, there, yeah. so that to give, so so they don't have that. I'm so disappointed in you, talk <laughs> from, which I think is yeah. quite quite a good one from from Sonia there. But uh, yeah, just bore off. That, that, that is, it's a very good mm. answer to things. That boring off. Now the other thing, Baron was we we got. I'll get to a couple more emails and and, and tweets in a moment. We got an email from well, someone you know. Is it Rob? Who, ah, Rob yes. Perry, now, yeah. Rob, hang on, because well, it was a, a very long term, extremely long one. And long-term Rob, lovely to hear from you. I thank you very much for your tip about Ockham Woods on the A3 M25 <laughs> junction. I've taken that one into account, but I won't read that out because we've only been on air for two weeks. Um, I'm trying to find the one. I oh, guess 
why have the Aussies, this is his question, it's quite a good one, why have the Aussies never produced a truly great all-rounder? Here we go. They've had a batsman who can bowl a bit and bowlers who can bat a bit, but never a true all-rounder. Is it their hardy conditions restricting practice to a single skill? Or is it the Australian... Now, this is harsh from Rob, but is it that the Australian brain has only developed sufficiently to cope with mastering one skill per lifetime? Which is a little harsh from Rob there. But, uh, yeah, the Australian all-rounders, Baron, discuss. Steve Waugh, in his pomp, was a, was a very, very serviceable... Simon O'Donnell. I was going to say Simon O'Donnell in the '85 series. Um, have we ever talked about the '85 series? Before? Shane Watson. Shane. Well, yeah. Well, I tell you what. Shane Watson, very, very capable player. I mean, a slight nemesis for England as well. But it's a, it's a great question from Robin. Mm. It's one that people can sort of just take away and 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 sort of ruminate themselves. Well, isn't I mean, it? the reality with being a genuine all-rounder is they're very. Very few and far between. Most in the modern day, I mean, Ben Stokes being an exception, tend to be in the bits and pieces category, which can which can go your way. I mean, Moen Ali, Moen Ali is not a million miles away from being a genuine all round. He's mm. got thirty, he's got thirty plus wickets this year, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. Four tests. He's English. Uh, but back to Australia, uh, they've often had bowlers who go. No, I tell you what, I tell you what, Australia's <laughs> biggest biggest danger is. Yes. Is all their bowlers can bat? Yes, well, they can yes. all bat. They all, you know, Ashton Agar, so prime example. So they're all around. Number eleven got ninety-eight. So there's some more around. Wow, they're, they're capable. Okay, lovely. Th- thanks, Rob. That was lovely. Thank you for your tip as well. <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely taking that into account. Now, Gareth at Eternal Opter, good one. This now it was Mr. Wilmot Ferson who I think first used the word Wilmot Ferson from the, the Times of yeah. London, of course. Uh, first used the word circus yeah. uh, when when. It was the the press conference afterwards, which was just brilliant. But Gareth saying he's asking us from a journalist's point of view. I don't know why you're asking yeah, us, Gareth, because they're all in Australia. But there we go. From a journalist's point of view, did you find the constant lack of acceptance of answers from the press corps a bit painful? I think this was over with Bancroft, wasn't it? And it just went. It, it reminded me slightly of. Do you remember when poor old Mike Gatting came back where from the West? You? Where did it where hit did you, Mike? You? Can you just remind yeah. us where it hit yeah. you, Mike? Again, it, but I think the problem there, Gareth, was everyone was trying to get their little bit of a story yeah. scoop that wasn't actually a story. So all I would say is it's quite difficult to make a story bigger than it is when it actually isn't a story. Some great authors have found that over the years as well with books, especially at Christmas. But I think that's what was happening. So th- there wasn't much to discuss, really. Uh, and that's why it went on and on. And people started asking questions about sort of one to ten. And, well, Baron's already discussed. I didn't, but from the mean streets of Chelsea, I never knew that you knew so much about this. But uh, it really was a non-story. Now, I've oh, been... it, wasn't, it wasn't a technical headbutt. A headbutt is designed to maim and take out the opponent as quick as possible by going for, you know, the Achilles heel, which is your nose. Mm. That, you know, hard, sturdy yeah, all right, forehead yeah, all on All right, nose. all right. We don't need the, this the was, complete this was, operation This was a, this was a sort of hello, you know, like, I don't know, sort of, you know, rubber, kind of rabbits rubbing noses. Yes, or like when you got in the car and kissed me. Wow. Genuine term, genuine, you know, endearment. Right. At Astro Butch. So yes, I think basically what we're saying is the reason that went on and got silly was because there wasn't actually a story there at all for anybody to tell anybody anything. But there we go. Um, at Astro Butch, 
What can England do, Johnny Barron, to keep the pressure up for five days? Oh, well, this is the million dollar question. Uh, for three days, it was a very tight contest. They just need to remind themselves it's a five day test match. And also, I'd love to know what actually happened. Why was Jimmy Anderson removed after three Well, it, Joe Root's actually come out and said it was a tactical thing that he got wrong. Wow. And he sort of admitted I'm, that. I, because Jimmy's been on his... Jimmy's been on Five Live, hasn't he, saying that he did have... He kept nipping back because of his shoulder because he got hit on the well, shoulder. Exactly. So it might have been exactly. that. But I think Mr. Root did the right thing and sort of blamed himself. As he, well, he blamed himself, but it's clearly a cover-up. And what? why would you remove your the best bowler in the history of... English cricket when he's just nipped off the seventh wicket he's only three overs into a spell so there was clearly something behind that but England have to England have if they get the opportunity like well they were 240 for four weren't they in the first innings Mm. they've got to capitalise because Mm. even this isn't we haven't got a good side though though this is it's not warm McGrath Hayden Ponting Langer is it do you know what I mean? It, well, they've, they've it, they all are, retired. Well, they have, but it but it is a beatable side. But they're uh, the only way England are going to are going to compete in this series is playing at one hundred percent all the time. And the problem is maintaining those levels are very difficult across five days. Right, I'm just going to move away from the Ashes very quickly because it's been a big week of news, Barrett. Yeah. And of course, what we haven't said yet this the, the, what haven't we alluded to yet and sent our congratulations. Uh, I alluded Harry? to ah. ah yes. So we have a royal wedding coming we up, which do. is lovely. Meghan and Harry, congratulations yes. to them. Because because the last time we had a royal wedding was yeah. when we were at Lords for the London Derby yeah. in the Championship, and you managed to get the full running order somehow of the entire service. So we I knew did. exactly what was going on. I'm hoping you're going to do the same for this one for well, us. I'll try my best. I have to say I rather approve. I. Yeah, this is exactly what royal families are for, is having glamorous Hollywood stars mm-hmm. break into them. They look at Grace Kelly being a prime example, of mm-hmm. course. In the, exactly what the royal family is for, I'm afraid. I'm not sure necessarily in, in the recent past, or in the past, there's been sort of any anything of any particular excitement whatsoever. This, this is exciting and interesting. And even I watched the interview. I, I must admit, I'm vaguely engaged by this. Mm. Well, I'm just hoping it falls on the day of cricket again. In a way, because it was so so I think lovely. It is. We, it's we, in May sometimes. Well, you made us miss the flyby by oh, looking the wrong way out the back of the back of the media centre. This will be a relatively <laughs> relatively sedate affair, I suspect, at Windsor Castle mm-hmm. or somewhere. Yeah, like it's, that. it's definitely going to be. Definitely they, they've announced that. I the think. only problem Windsor I Castle. think is by having it at Windsor Castle. Is if you have one wedding there, can't everybody apply for a license? I seem to remember. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that was the problem with when Prince Charles and. Camilla got married they were going to get married within Windsor Castle mm-hmm. and then realised that once you've, once you've got married somewhere you can then everybody can apply for a licence mm-hmm. to get married there so that's why they ended up at the registry office I'll let you into a secret 1980 royal wedding uh, yes. Diana and Charles yeah. of course I won in Crawley yeah. uh, with my well very old friend of ours Rebecca um, the best Charles and Diana look-alike competition, yes, and and borrowed the milkman's hat. I seem to remember. Well, a, a mate of mine at school was one of the um, page boys carrying the train. Really? Yeah, yeah, Nicholas Windsor. I guess <laughs> the, the clues in the name is there. Why does that not surprise you? And just let me take you back to Johnny Barron from the mean streets of, <laughs> of Chelsea once again. So, yeah, I tell you what, I was dragged up by my. You've no idea how tough it was in Chelsea in yeah, the eighties. Was it? Really oh, bad. it was really tough. Bad. Very tough. Uh, we can only but imagine, Barry. <laughs> um, uh, so yes, congratulations to Harry and Meghan. Yeah, well, lovely. We, 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 we It's interesting. 
I, I, you know, the, the last royal wedding, fantastic, but it, it never engaged me. It engaged lots of people. But this is apt Hollywood star, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Love that. It's yes. exactly what it's exactly what a royal family should be about. And of course, there was that cricketing connection for the last one because dear Mr. Oh. Loudon was going out with. Pippa, wasn't he? And obviously, Pippa now is married elsewhere, and Mr. Loudon's <laughs> well, doing well, what Pippa he does. Well, ended up marrying uh, Spencer from Maiden Chelsea's brother. You see, very exciting. Mean Streets of Chelsea Street again, Street Baron. There's always a connection. Now, the other thing I want to move on to, Baron, before we quickly get back to Adelaide, is the fixtures are out. And it's yes. always exciting, is it? We're off to Scarborough. I know. I, do you know very what? Very excited. That I was the do, one I that jumped that. out. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm, um, I'm available all four days bad <laughs> so i don't think it falls on a weekend which is always a little tricky with a young family but um yeah fantastic subject to being obviously being selected yes well we've got that bit to go yet yeah. please 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 allow me to go to scarborough Thank you. and the other thing of course is, is john are you listening well i'm not sure he can answer that uh, the other thing of course is um it, it means that the season's a little closer, doesn't it, when you see the fixtures? Yeah, it, I could do with it starting a little earlier. I would, uh, it, it, doesn't it start the 27th of April, isn't it? Mm. Which means, normally, I think, all oh, April, that's it, we're done, we're up and running. We're only three, we're only technically four months away, aren't we? But um, end of April. But no, it's good. I think I think there's a nice spread of fixtures. Um, doesn't Cricket doesn't interfere too much with my family holiday plans. <laughs> what about the Greenwich Festival and, and Kew Gardens? No, that's fine. Right, G, um, right? uh, Greenwich, well, Greenwich, I think, well, Kew, I've got... The, there's another thing that I can't actually talk about, which we're in the process of organising, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. me and the Duke of Wellington. Really? Uh, yeah, it could be quite exciting, but I can't really talk too much no, about that. But no. that that that's not clashing yep. either, which is good, exciting. So, um, yeah, we'll see. So, thank you for all your questions. Thank you to Notty at Tilford as well. Because Notty, good old Notty, yeah. had sent a question in curator from Curator at Tilford. Ah, you didn't tell me that yeah. Oh, yeah, curator at Tilford and the, the leading all-rounder. Ah. Well, Notty, seriously, next time we have a pitch chat, yeah. let's get Notty in the back Naughty, of the car. No, Notty, Notty knows his stuff. Fantastic. Serves up a lovely surface at Tilford, of course. Excellent. Yeah. Very, very good. So, final thoughts, Baron, because do you know what? this? We have been going on a long time no, we, here. Well, no, we were still inside our free parking. Yeah. And I'm actually eyeing up. They've got um, they've got one of those shops in there where yeah. you can sort of buy one massive slipper, uh, an anorak, and a deck chair. If it, uh, Why they have them at, at service stations. You, you, every, next time yeah. you go into a service station, everybody, have a look in the... They always have a shop that sells... sells it's just the one slipper. Billy Connolly famously did a, a, a sketch on this. But you can buy... You put both feet in just the one slipper for when you're sat watching the telly. And they, oh. they're, they're service stations... You, this is what I'm saying. You can always get one of those. Yeah. You can always get an anorak... And you can always, for some reason, get a deck chair. But the deck chair always has the sort of mug holder yeah. in it. Yeah. So, And they do all colours as well. So if you, you're really struggling for Christmas presents, stop at your local service station. You can have a meal, family meal. You can stay oh, there, I here. Christmas shopping in the BP garage. Oh, <laughs> <you>? <laughs> I think I've picked up sort of uh, confectionery for Christmas. Oh, no, I've done the whole. I've done stockings, everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> well, this this is excellent. If it, oh, yeah, this year, if it, we'll, we'll, we'll have one here for you, Barry. We'll have, <laughs> well, we did say last time we were here, we were bringing the family for holiday. Yeah. Oh, it's got everything. Yeah. It's got a, a hotel. It's got all, all uh, it's wonderful. So we'll be meeting again after. I think we're better off. I've had a few people ring me. Yeah. So I think you two are better not doing it at all. No, I think yeah. you two are better after the test match yeah. so you've got that stuff to discuss because the proofs in the pudding bag that, that gentleman's giving <laughs> looking very strange yeah. again um it, it gives us something to discuss yeah. doesn't it and, and with the with the, all our lovely friends and listeners getting in touch yeah. via at back and across and at johnny baron but let, let's get to it then baron we're all excited it's adelaide second test england can they come back they have to play out of their skins. They need a bit of luck. They need to win the toss. Alistair Cook needs to demonstrate why he scored 11,000 runs. Joe Root needs to score some big runs. Um, and the guys need to bowl to their absolute best ability and they've got a chance. Yeah, I think... I, you see, I still think... Uh, there's a lot of sort of England have been completely written off stuff going around the place now. It's only one test, everybody. Um, they've unravelled twice in the past three tours. That That is the problem. I'm staying... You know me, Baron. I'll always stay optimistic. But I'm just looking forward again to all the coverage of it. I'm looking forward to being under my duvet with Messrs Agnew and Mann and Norcross and Tufnell and Swan and Vaughan. And you'll be watching it on your new utility provider, won't you? Yeah, how's that, how's yeah. that all going? Still still on well, on air? Well, they're quite keen for me to switch over other utilities. <laughs> are they, are they really? <laughs> yeah. They very, very kindly give me a little tinkle every day just to see how I'm getting on <laughs> that's dedication yeah, to the cause is, yeah, isn't it oh last time we were here someone had broken down same again now yeah, yeah, few yeah, there's few few more of the the old fourth emergency services turning up so uh, that's it for this week uh, from the Ashes Clinic the clinic doors are now shut Johnny Barron is off where are you off to now Barron well I'll be off uh, John's John's got rugby this little afternoon John. little John yeah but it's got a bit of rugby, so I'll be going to watch that. Excellent, and 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 everyone now. And obviously, obviously, just in case, like there are clients and stuff. Obviously, work is work, going work on related stuff, yeah, stuff as work. well. And obviously, the, the vision we'll all have is you on the mean streets of Chelsea. Ooh, uh, that's well, uh, well, home counties now, but uh, uh, mother's still there. Mother's still there. <laughs> Uh, it's always good. <laughs> well, uh, what a what a note to finish on. So all we can say is good luck to England, good luck to Australia. Let's hope it's a cracking test match. Forget all the circus around it. It's what goes on in the middle that's the key thing. And uh, we'll be back with you next week from another service station somewhere in the British Isles. But from myself, Mark Church, and from Johnny Barron, uh, a very a very goodbye. A very well, a very good goodbye. Good night. Good night to one and all. There we go. 